This podcast has no affiliation to the 501st Legion or any of its garrison squads or detachments. It is also not affiliated with Disney, Lucasfilm or any of its properties. We're going to exclude Willie from it. All right, so here we are with This Is For The Wrist, the Facebook page The Wrist. We're also on Instagram and on anchor.fm. And we, we're we sitting around a table and there's four of us, myself and there's Brenton and there's Willie and Jimmy, also known as William and, and Gilliam. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> how the hell did you come up with that, bro? That's, that's was, terrible. Was it, was, yeah. uh, so, or, or, or was it Willamy and Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, Willamy, William, <laughs> Will, Willamy, and um, Glenton and Bryn. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like a top of bread. Yeah. It's it's Brengar and Glengar, yeah, Brengar and, and Jengar. <laughs> Jim, Wenger. <laughs> Jim, Jim Gar and Wilgar. Uh, is it? Yeah, Jim Gar, Wilgar. Wilgar sounds like a woman's name. Wenger. Wenger. Wenger sounds better. Sounds a lot like Wanker, but anyway. <laughs> Have you seen him in a dress? <laughs> no. Well, Do I want to? <laughs> well, you're talking about look like a woman. He's a, he's a good looking Okay. Lady. It's been a good couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a good looking lady. Oh, I forgot what we're talking about. That was a bit silly. It was. We are talking about, so we're all part of the 501st Legion, Southern Cross Garrison, the Hunter Hornet Squad. And then under that, we have a little thing called the Drop Bear Company. Yes, yes. Now I feel excluded. Because yep. <laughs> you're... you're, you're Not unless we paint you grey and well, cover you in feathers. I don't know, I wouldn't say you're that excluded. You were the one that helped transition it into Yeah, that's the right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's our Darth Sidious of organisation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I participated in helping and directing you down the dark path towards becoming a regional squad. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing because Brenton mouthed that exactly when I said it. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with. Actually, we'll just do. I'm going to be really quick and talk about me. So, I found out about the Legion in 2007, but it was five years later that I actually found out there were people in Newcastle who were part of this Legion. And I was already a member of the forum for five years. Forgot about that, though. Rejoined and found some local lads. And uh, they, and there was like, there was less than six people at the time in the local group from the garrison of the Legion. And I joined, and I was approved. And then, and and I did a stormtrooper. So I'm TK three six three one five. Moving along to my right. How I found out about the Legion would have been through when I was doing Ghostbusters. So I was part of the Ghostbusters community worldwide. One of the handful of people in Australia that was was doing Ghostbusting costuming. And I learned about Legion through that because that was a group of people doing Ghostbusters and I was then made aware that there was a group of people who do who done Star Wars. Your uh, first costume was? Uh, first Star Wars costume. Yeah. Uh, it was the Republic Commando. Excellent. So I don't remember if I had any aspirations to do any other characters. And when I seen the Commando gear pop up from one of the vendors online... I jumped on that and I, I bought that. And I, I bought that with funds that I used from selling a Ghostbusters prop. So really, I built that thing out of out of nothing. And then I used the money that I sold it for to buy a whole kit, uh, which was brilliant. What about you, Jimmy? Tell us your journey to the 501st Legion. Probably would have been closer to when Revenge of the Sith came out. Um, really wanted to look at making myself a, a clone outfit. As soon as I saw them in 2002, though, for Attack of the Clones, like I, I wanted to, to be a clone. Um, but then Revenge of the Sith, that just cemented it even more, watching all that. Probably would have been around that same year that I had found out about the 501st, but to my knowledge, I thought it was more 
based in the United States, not locally. At that point, though, digging deeper into it, I think it probably would have been to one of the supernovas I went to. I think I saw the Legion there. Surprised me to see them being locally. From there would have been when I first met you at uh, Crown Street for the Empire Coffee Co., um, finding out that you know local members who own a yeah. Star Wars uh, coffee shop, it just exploded from there. Like it's, it was a hub to to all things of diving further into that world. You because uh, you came, you came quite the regular with you and your buddies. Yeah, I think I was. It was, it was hardly a weekend that I missed it. I was there every mm. Sunday, pretty much. I think you also there when we opened some nights as well. We did like Fridays and Saturday nights during the summer. Yeah, some of the events to, to get a bit more of a crowd in and uh, and have a few more of the, the Legion actually dress up and, and other sister organisations do that with the Mandalorians, Rebel Legion. Going through, I had acquired then my first kit a few years after that, which was a first order. Luckily, that didn't go through because Brenton actually helped manage to get rid of the f- the first order one and get myself a Republic Commando instead. And yeah, jumped uh, on that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it, it was a swap. So you'd bought you'd bought this kit that presumably somebody had made vacuum press. Possibly they did because it was actually it was a good thing to get rid of it because it was a very low quality kit. Yeah, to to me though, it just it, it appealed though because at the time I was a a lot larger bloke too, and it was a bit of a larger kit. So I was like, yeah, that will that work, you know, a lot more, not a lot of effort. Yeah, it was probably maybe within a few weeks after that. Yeah, that not was, a lot of effort to build. You mean? I guess just to shape it to myself. Yeah, like all oh, right. Because yeah, they were very tricky kits to build, and I think only one from that. Um, I'm going to say batch from that batch. Only one person completed it, and he hated it. I think he's thrown it out. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been yeah, but then the person who um, allegedly created vac formed that he had bought a RC kit, yep. ordered it. He yeah, ordered so it. From did, did he did he not? Was that from the same batch that young Nathan got his? Yeah, yep. as well as David. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and and I think there was one or two Matt. other. Matt also ordered one through that, your brother. Oh, yeah. Brenton's yeah, brother, Matt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's about four that came out. Actually, there's five. Wasn't it Charlie down in Sydney got one as well? Five kits came over. Yes, they all yes. came over. Yep. And then, right, and so then that person just went, I'll just do you straight. You'd, you've paid for this, and I've paid, you've paid for the first order, and I've paid for the... The RC, and they just went, I'll just swap you. You can just take the RC. Yeah, well, you, you just pay for the shipping for that one over, and it's a swap. I'll take the old kit back, acquire that one, it's all yours. And then like 12 months later, I think it was, I was going through the approval process. So, and, yeah. yeah, so and you decided, I mean, you'd always wanted to be a clone. Yeah, I always wanted to be a clone. Um, I think the specific clone cemented it then with the Republic Commando game that actually came out, um, playing as those special forces that, that just... Took it that, that next level again, and the uh, books as well. Never actually really read the books. I've I've tried starting them a few times, but well, I'm just sitting over here, man. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, you got to get into them. Plenty of them. <laughs> I just I, I drift off, and then I want to play video games. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the video game was a big part of my influence on on wanting to be a a Republic commando. Like hmm. they're <coughs> well, they're bulkier, they look cooler. What do you think about it? Like growing up as a a, a kid. Just like not even Star Wars related, just you know, you you see military guys, and not the fact that you have a gun and all that sort of thing. You just you look up to that sort of militarized thing. You know, you're a kid, you think it's cool. You go to dress up parties, you want to be an army man or something like that. But then you you hear of special forces, the SAS, all that sort of thing. You know, th- this is what the Republic Commando is within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. These are special groups that go in and do do these missions that no one knows about to get the job done. And you're like, that's badass. Yeah, I, w- I want to do that, and it looks great. Like I'm a stormtrooper, and I, lo- I will always love stormtroopers. But the the uh, the Republic commandos do look deadlier. Oh yeah, yeah. and um, you know if they ever made a like an Olympics for, for hitting targets and stuff, you would nail it every time. You guys probably wouldn't even score. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm al- I'm also an Imperial gunner, and nobody's going to beat the score of one billion. <laughs> Flipping your little point. switch on your little platform. Yeah, it, hey, there's more to it than that. Is there? You gotta, yeah. Uh, uh, you gotta aim. You still gotta aim. What's your 
TKID? Uh, mine is RC144966. Does that have yeah. any uh, meaning? Uh, oh, hang on. 144966. You got six numbers. Yeah, I'm part of that next batch of... Oh, right Oh. Um, hang on, Brenton, you got four numbers? Five. Sorry, I, I meant to say five. Um, yeah, you got... What's yours? Uh, 91084. Okay, so you, you were in the... Six numbers. I'm pretty sure it's six. That that seems odd. Check that actually. That means there's like over a hundred thousand members. No, that's not that's not right. Let me double check. Yeah, I'm, I'm only five numbers too. Sorry. <laughs> One four nine six six. Ah, there we go. Uh, there we go. I picked that up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the imperial officer. The brain for, for two double numbers, but the the more appealing for having the numbers on that was the the sixty six. It's just a favourite number of mine. Yeah. Nope. That's even before. Knowing of Order 66 has nothing to do with that. Okay. So cool. And the RCs, though, uh, on the back of their, their packs, they actually have the last two digits illuminated. So you know what squad member um, you have there. And I just thought that was really cool. So you've got 66 on your backpack? Yeah, so mine illuminates with 66. Yep. On and Brenton's is 84. That's correct. Is that, hang on, is that your Birthday. TKID? Yeah. Ends in 84? Yeah. Ah, righto. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I, got, I do have some questions that I want to get both of our guests to answer but what we'll do first is get Willie to uh, go through his uh, little story yeah, I'll, oh. I'll unmute him now oh good thank <laughs> you <laughs> oh sorry I just want to mention that Richard Richard is here maybe next, ep- ex- no, maybe next episode maybe, we'll maybe next episode we'll have Richard on but just while, while we think about it though happy birthday Richard happy birthday Richard happy birthday Richard alright uh, so how did I get into it well Funny enough, you know, as a love love Star Wars forever as a kid. You know, uh, started getting my teens. You know, um, for me, Attack of the Clones coming out of the movies, and I thought that there was like the most ultimate, penultimate thing ever in the world. You know, this is awesome seeing this massive army of genetically engineered, you know, uh, clones coming to battle for the Republic, and I, I couldn't stop there. So, you know, started getting into all that stuff, and I thought. I would love to dress up like this. But at the same time, I'd already, um, you know, thought myself, I'd love to be a stormtrooper before that, you know, because you know, everyone everyone wanted to be a stormtrooper at one stage of their life. But, you know, when uh, Attack of the Clones come out, that they just, like, breathed a whole new world of life of Star Wars into me. Um, and then I was just saying to one of my friends, I'm like, I'd love to be a stormtrooper. I'd love to get into it, you know. Um, and then she goes, Sorry, oh, this Courtney. Yeah, this is my friend Courtney. Okay, so this is before you knew what the Legion was. Yeah, okay. I, I had no idea. About this is before the cafe. Yeah, yeah, before the cafe. I had no idea or anything about the Legion at all. I just, I only ever now and then seen the odd person dressed up as a stormtrooper here and there. And I just thought nothing of it. I just, oh yeah, there's someone who just likes dressing up. Now, know. were you friends with Courtney because of Danny? Yeah, my wife, yeah. Her and, her and, uh. They're about the same age? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. So, yeah. Is this, um, uh. Event coordinator Courtney. Yes. yes, that's the only thing I know her from. That she yeah, does all yeah, sorts yeah. of events and yeah, pub stuff. Yeah, yep, okay. yep. And uh, we were just all hanging. She was over at our place one day, and um, I said, "Oh, I'd love to be a stormtrooper. I love Star Wars so much, you know." And she goes, "Oh, well, funny enough, I actually know a guy." And I'm like, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah, look, how about you know, since swap some details, and you know, I'll get in, get in contact with someone." Next, you know, um, I got in contact with uh, with Glenn. I'm with like, me, yeah. So we went over to uh, you know. His friend's place, uh, Simon. Simon. Yeah. So we went over there and, you know, you're all basically saying, look, we're all part of this organisation called the 501st Legion. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's that? And then he started, you know, expanding on what it was. I'm like, this actually sounds really cool. Like, it sounds like something I could really get into. Like, this is really awesome. So, you know, went through what was involved, you know, costuming-wise and whatnot. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, leaving there, it kind of, you know, it left the thought and the idea in your head of like, oh, where do I start? Where do I go? You know, and um, it was it, it can be really daunting. It was. It was kind of really daunting. It was like a whole new world, but it's like a big stone just dropped on you of like all these possibilities of what could happen. You're like, oh, wow. So then it's like, you know, a couple months later or even 12 months later, I was still like, oh, you know, where, how do I go about all this stuff? And then <laughs> he just met me and Simon. And he's like, I don't know how to go about this stuff. Like, yeah, We're here yeah, for you, mate. We're here for yeah, you. Exactly. Um, no, no you were keen. That's a common thing, though. Like. People still get intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. They do, 
and it's an information overload. And they're like, it is, just, yeah. I but I, I, I believe we became friends friends on Facebook. Yeah. I yep. think what the problem was is that you got engaged and then yep. you were heading towards getting married. Yeah, that's so right. it got yep. put on the back burner. Yep, that's that's also the other one. Um, but after all that kind of stuff, you know, went down. You know, um, got engaged, got married, whatnot. It was I was just because uh, I was a, a member on the Newcastle Hunter Star Wars fan page. Um, group. Yeah. Ooh. Group, sorry. That's just a, a, an in-joke that we have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need a sound to punch in there that's something getting rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> um, so I was just scrolling down that one day and I just seen this um, clone outfit for, for sale from um, a Legion member and I was like, oh, well, cool. I'm going to get onto this. So I reckon I probably tagged you in it. You probably did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was saying it. I'm like, yep, cool. I I looked at the price. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. No, we, we can do that. So said so to my wife, I'm like, oh yeah. So um, there's a fella on there selling this, you know, Star Wars clone outfit. I I, I want to do it. I want to do it. I love clones. Yeah, it's great. And she's like, oh, how much is it? I'm like, fifteen hundred dollars. She's like, a thousand dollars. One thousand five hundred. Oh yeah, it's only a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, cool. No worries. We got we got that. She so, misunderstood what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of you know said it's like it's a thousand dollars anyway. So uh. I said, I said to the uh, to the seller, "Yep, cool, no worries. I'll buy it off man. I'm so keen. So pick up." And he goes, "Dubbo." <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> right, okay, cool. So no worries. So I went for a road trip at the Dubbo. Took my best mate with me. Went for a, you know went for a nice little was it five hour drive out the Dubbo. Rocked up out there, met up with him. He went through the kit with me at all, and uh, you know drove started driving back home. I said to me mate, I'm like. I'm going to drive back home wearing this clone bucket. <laughs> so I drove yeah, four or five hours. Bucket is helmet. Yeah, yeah, clone, clone helmet. So yeah, I drove four or five hours back home wearing my clone helmet. I even stopped at Dunny Doo for a, for a pit stop and uh, got some odd looks getting out of the car wearing this helmet going through, you know, uh, a toilet stop. But luckily clones, they're very good at aiming. So. Correct, correct. Yeah. And then, you know, got back home, getting back into it. And uh, tested it all out, saying that it didn't exactly fit me. Glenn set me up with uh, with Brenton because uh, Brenton, you know, had his RC outfit, you know. So he's like, "Because you brought it into the cafe to show yeah, me." Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're pretty yeah. excited about it, and yeah, you were—I believe you were there, Brenton. Yeah, that's right. We all met up there and um, went through the kit, and so we ended up just going over going over Brenton's, and we started hooking into a, making it um, fit me. And then, sure enough, come 2017, you know, when going to the approval photos. and I in. think it was, Brenton had done a lot of work. You only had a few little things left. Uh, there, was a, there was a bit of problem with gloves and small time. Yeah, a lot of uh, stuff yeah. around. You helped Willie, and so he went from, oh, it was mostly built, but just had to fit you. Yeah, that's right. And then you you both hooked into it. Yep. And then you sent in your approval shots. And, yep. then, Bre- and then even though Brenton had been... Doing it a lot longer and contribute a lot of help. Really was approved first by a couple of hours. Yeah, although uh, Brenton just so happened to be the five hundred and first member to be approved in Australia. In, in Australia, <laughs> that is correct. So that worked out. So well. I was five hundred and two. Uh, look, yeah. <laughs> no, you were five hundred. You're oh, five. Oh, yeah, five. You were five hundred. Yeah, sorry, five hundred. If, if he got approved yeah, yeah, yeah. as he should have before you, then you would have been the five hundred first. Yeah, so I know true. Brenton was like he used some expletives. He was like, oh. It was it was more of a matter of principle that it was like, but then I went, hang on a sec, because I had an idea of the numbers, so I contacted the GML or somebody, and I went, can you check this up for me? I know we're near this number, and they got back, and it was like, there is 501 members approved. I'm like, ah, there we go. There's a lot of work in putting together armour. Oh, yeah, there is. What were your uh, first impressions or expectations of how much work you actually had to do? To put together your your kit, I'll throw it to Jimmy. I I knew it wasn't going to be a walk in the park. It was it's going to be something that I'd never done before. Um, not really a craft sort of person, so there was a, a, a big learning curve for me and lots of questions, as you would recall, bugging the crap out of you. Hey man, can I come over or do you want to come to mine? And you know, where do I get started? And you're like, just just cut that first bit and just no, always don't just, just cut it, man. Just yeah, cut. You, you start getting into it and. It's funny how actually how much more simple it is really yep. one, once you, you start getting into it than, than what it is. Because otherwise it is very daunting looking at it initially. Uh, it totally is. Yeah, some people have it sit in the box for even years before they're like, oh, no, what am I going to do? That because was me. I had it yeah, in the box. Right yeah, now. but you started yours from scratch. 
Whereas I had help. But then again, mine was built, but then it was built for a normal-sized person, and I'm a little short for a stormtrooper, so I had to do a lot of chopping and changing and stuff. But I had help. Around this table here is you're the only one who started from scratch. Yeah, so when I when I started mine, I would ask the guys that have done stormtrooper armor and say, oh, how do I, where do I start sort of thing. But it's a totally different beast, building clone armor to building the, the TK stormtrooper armor. So I I'd get back after asking what do I do and like we don't know, especially the um the commando kids like they we have a, a dedicated one to the the Republic commando on Facebook with I think like the first ever guy that got approved, but even his kits date back to when they first made them in the early two thousands. I'm like he's a very outdated and he still goes off those and they're very helpful videos that he puts up, but there's no one locally otherwise to really go through and like I, I even had the challenges too being a taller guy I had to try and figure out trying to get it all to look right yeah. but as well as having to stretch it out a bit like I even had help from another garrison uh, member because I had to pretty much hack most of my middle section out and then rejoin a whole new bit in so it just sat right because my, my back half my back plate was would stick outwards it wouldn't go under properly it would have just pulled everything apart so that was fun trying to look like a giant space nappy shove a bit of plastic down the back and then trying to hold it in place and then have him glue it at the same time while it's on me into the right shape. Now I'm having to go through now and, and start again to, to resize everything. While uh, well last year we've had a, a terrible run with COVID and isolation and everything, it's been a good chance to try and get on top of personal health and now I've got to resize the kit downwards <laughs> instead of <laughs> up like I had to originally when I got it. <laughs> with mine, it was already pre-made, so that was half the battle. Even me, I just... I had to expand the kit just a little bit in certain in certain spots, it's only just too too snug of me. So, you know, it was just chopping and changing a little, a little bit of um, plastic in here and here and there, and blending it all out, like putting in some uh, bog and sand layer, and then repainting and whatnot, reweathering it. When you first do it, it the the thought of how do you do it because you don't want to re- you have that thing in the back of your mind, you don't want to wreck it. Like it's when it's plastic, you don't want to wreck it. And you're like, oh, it's so hard. What do I do? What do I do? But then you know. You know, after you know, spend a bit of time with Brent and just watching him just just cut it, and just you get into <laughs> it and you just hack into it. And you're like, wow, this is really not that hard. It's like, yep, it's plastic. I'm I'm not going to let it rule me. I'm going to rule it. So you cut into it, do what you got to do. You know, you just make sure you measure measure twice, cut once. You know, and you go from there. It's it becomes relatively easier. The more you kind of get into it, and you start coming up with different sort of ways on how to to join your armor, how to make the armor better wearing for you. Because over time you you go from like being really stiff and red body in a full plastic kit to um, you can start you know like I said uh, doing different things so it's more you can become more you know um, more motion in, in your in your armor and feels more natural. Clear. What about armor bites? Oh yeah, they're, they're amazing. So every everyone knows you know the that gracious feel of an armor bite. So just explain what what an armor bite. All right, is. so an armor bite is basically the join in your armor. When you start moving around, like it between bites two, you. Between two pieces. Yep, yeah. so whether it could be between your forearm and your bicep or the back of your calf and your thigh. Um, Do you get any on the sides of no, your... No, for me, it, for me, it was more in between my, my elbow joint yeah. in the forearm in the elbow. Because around there where my bicep comes down, so if I move my arm up too high, it bites yep. in that and elbow And the two crack. pieces of plastic will just get a nice pinch on, on the skin, pull it up, and depending on how much it gets, and then it'll just bite it. Just a little nip. It's like a it's like a plastic love hickey. Yes, it yeah. is. Oh yeah. It's you know, and it's not not uh, kind. It's not pretty. Not pretty. Nor nor is it kind. Some sometimes you know, uh, depending on how long you're in kid armor for, it could uh, be just a nice little quick little bruise or a little red mark here and there. But if you're in kid for a long period of time, like we, you know, generally are sometimes for certain events, it will you know, it will make you bleed. You know, and you'll fail it for a fail for a while. This is Obi Wan Kenobi. Republic forces have been turned against the Jedi. Avoid Coruscant. Avoid detection. Stay strong. May the Force be with you. Do you remember how it felt the first time you put it all on and you did? We're doing the first troop. So and I just so a, a troop is is when we go out and do our official appearances as the five hundred and first. So, um, 
Do you remember what your first troop was? Yeah, so my first troop was actually in Sydney at the Powerhouse Museum. Um, they were putting on a Star Wars exhibition. Um, was this the actual exhibition or the preview for the sorry, exhibition? Sorry, this, uh, yeah, this was the, the preview for the lead-up for the, the main exhibition that they had um, for it. Well, that's 2018? I believe so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I had actually only just gotten approved on that same day as well. Uh, the GML at the time had retaken photos and then put it through as, yeah, that's that's all good. Um, though I had been approved as a Rebel Legion member in that same kit about a week or so beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> to explain that, there are some character types that you can have for both the 501st Legion, the bad guys, and the Rebel Legion, the good guys. And, I mean, there's, who knows, with the... Movies and everything, the extra movies in, I guess, The Mandalorian has probably changed things up. As of just a couple of years ago, there's only two characters that could be approved for both legions, and that was the clones and the Joas. Are they the only two? The, yeah, I could be wrong. Could be. That's what I thought it was only Jawas and clones. Okay, so you know, yeah. I, I, I never thought about it before. And that's because they're the... They've taken the, the two most badass character types in that universe, in that galaxy, the most dangerous, the most lethal, no, and they I just went, they're going to have to put them in both. I'm talking silliness there. <laughs> there, no. there is a few others, actually. But one of them, notably, probably p- most people don't know if they only watch the movies, is Myra Jade, though. She oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's total Legion stuff. Legends, EU, Expanded yeah, Universe. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that kind of fits in its own little category there, doesn't it? Yeah, co- coming back to the, yeah. the first troop. So, no, that was um, that was a great experience um, doing that. So having to navigate through an escalator or an elevator, uh, <laughs> moving around, it was actually quite dark throughout some of the exhibition to try and see. Luckily, the, the visors light up a bit uh, to make it somewhat simple to look out of, making us even look cooler with yeah. us uh, Republic commandos. So There were some good we, photos. Yeah, we, we try yeah. and... Try and hide in the dark, and all you can see is this blue T visor blowing away. Amongst trying to walk through the the hordes of people around there as well, as well as it being dark. But how did it how did it feel though? Like you know, it, it's a it felt great. Like it's it's like when you're a kid and you put underwear on the outside, trying to dress up as Superman. You you have that feeling of, of just being powerful, and and you know you could do anything because of my size. Like everyone was in awe. Like a, a fairly tall bloke, as as all my friends know, dressing up in that kit then makes me even bigger again. Uh, the juggernaut. Yeah, the juggernaut. juggernaut. <laughs> so doing that, like you look at the photos and the, the height difference between us as well. We've got to sort of get it on a few different angles so Brenton and, and Willie <laughs> don't look so short <laughs> compared to me. Yeah, we are normal size. But <laughs> um, but I, I, I do want to do a clone kit one day. So you can be yeah. shorter than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might, not, you might even not, not even have to buy plastic. You could just dress up as no, um, 99. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's gone over my head. Yeah, that's oh, I feel like I'm, you're throwing shade my way, though. Yeah. It's, the, it's the height thing. <laughs> he, was a, he was a deformed cleaner. Oh, he was the cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the cleaner, yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's an approvable costume, though. It is. But he, he was yeah. an unsung hero, though. He was. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was All right. um, hero. Oh, hang on. Though. Is this. I've got the patches for that outfit, don't I? Possibly. Do I? We bought patches. We just need no, to. That, that, that were for medical clones. We got those ones. Okay. Not for his. His was, I think, just general duty back on command. Right. And I think the bad batch guys that they were named after the yeah after, he, after him after him. It yep. was like was it something Force ninety nine? Yeah, it was Clone Force ninety nine. Clone Force ninety nine. All right. What about you, William? Well, my first ever troop was at the opening of the new Empire at Honeysuckle. We had a nice. Uh, Big crowd of people outside, and you know, we went into the uh, into the bathroom area. There was an absolute ton of us in there. It was like a little sardine tin of all all of us getting all dressed up in our costumes, putting that costume on for the first time for an official troop. Great rush. You just it, it's very uh, very overwhelming. That was May sixth, two thousand seventeen. Yep. So Revenge of the Sixth. Revenge of the Sith. And uh, that first after I got my kit on. You know, the first time you walk out the door, it's like, all right, guys, we're going to have a heading out there. Everyone's, you know, where are the, where are, where are all the Star Wars characters? So, you know, you're all keen to get out there. Just walking out that door, 
and just seeing all the people just light up like, oh my god, look at the little Star Wars characters, and you just it's a very overwhelming feeling of like I couldn't get the grin off my face. Like every time you go get a photo, and they always say say cheese or smile, and you, you can't to this day when I'm whenever I'm in kit, even though I wear a helmet, you can't see my face. I still smile in my oh, helmet. Yeah, absolutely, you can't help it. It's just it's just there. It's that unless feeling. you're at a hospital. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you could be. No, I've been in hospital visits and I'm crying under that helmet. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, I was actually gonna get to that in a, in a, in yeah. a, in a while. Unfortunately, I haven't done one a hospital trip yet. Oh, okay. Haven't you? No, oh, no, it's one, of, it's one of the ones I haven't ticked off my bucket list yet. Right. Mm. Done all, done all sorts of other ones. Just not yeah. Hospital so, trip Brenton, yet. when what was your first official trip? Official did you do a pre-approval? Yeah, troop? I, I did a pre-approved troop. So it was a still a troop, but I wasn't approved as a, a legion member, and that was at a. A pub up the in Belmore Hotel. <laughs> it was the Belmore Hotel. So the, the, what happened with this was we were contacted, and it was supposed to be a huge Star Wars, uh, not trivia, but just themed. Yeah, night. actually, I, I was I was one in a raffle, not a raffle, in an auction. Yeah, I was one in an auction. The person, the the pub owner, didn't end up getting in contact with me for over six months. And I've, at that point in time, I thought, well, I'm not going to do it now. But he was keen as mustard, and I couldn't let him down. And then I put the word out for a bunch of other guys if they wanted. So there come was about on. four of us. So he did, yeah, he got his money's worth. Well, however much he auctioned to have me for the night, he got quadrupled. Yes, yeah. and he was dressed as Darth Vader. He was dressed as Darth, and it was just a slap. I don't know where he got the helmet from, but he it was just like a black sheet and other bits. He was yeah. just dressed in black with fine. a black sheet. Yeah, well, you know, but. He would have just felt like he was really Darth Vader because oh, yeah. he was because he he not looking at himself he saw what he's surrounded by. Yeah, so we were there and uh, we hung out and danced with the the patrons. Because it they was there a cover charge to get in for that night. I, I think you been. didn't have to pay to go in if you were in a Star Wars t shirt. Got a feel it was something like that. Yeah, if you, if you were dressed up to some degree. You yeah, get in if you made an effort to look like a fan, you didn't have to pay to get in. I'm pretty sure and it was just the four of us dressed up. Yeah, and but <laughs> nobody got him free that night because no. there were no Star Wars fans <laughs> to be seen. But we got on the dance floor. Oh yeah, we grooved along. I lost the knee pad, but my first official trip would have been the same one with William yep. at Empire, looking all hardcore. It was, it was a special day. Yeah, it, it, it was. And it does feel fantastic. Jimmy will know. And it, the RCs, the, the Republic, Republic Commandos, they've got a, a stature to them. And when, when you're standing there totally still, and people are intimidated just because you're standing there. It's like I'm yeah. in my normal phase one outfit, and then just stand next to you guys. It's like you stand next to like these extra boss-looking fellas, you know. It's, it's, it's a fair bit of a presence when you're actually doing a troop. Yeah. And you stand next to two RCs, especially when one's like a good two foot taller than you. All right. So the the next part of the question, I want to we'll jump back to and, Jimmy and again. Glenn. Tell us about your first official troop. Oh, thanks for asking that. <laughs> 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 I um I fir- I remember my first non official like pre approval troop was at a Catholic um, primary school in Adamstown, and there was there was myself. There was a clone there actually. Daryl, oh, okay. and there was Simon. So that was odd because he's really, really tall, and I'm quite short. And there, I'm gonna, I'm, I think it was Link. Link was there. So in all the photos, do you just stand like a couple of feet forward? And yeah, oh, at least a kilometre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to get that perspective. Yeah, but photos from that ended up in a local magazine because, and there was a really good, there's a very well written story too about it. Us, what we do, because I wrote it. Yeah, so that I can't for the life of me remember what my first official official troop was. The other aspect of the Legion is, of course, the fundraising and charity side of it. How aware of you of, of that aspect of the Legion were you, like, going into it? Uh, when I, I first looked into it, I, I knew that they they did to it a, a degree charity events, but I a lot more of it I thought was just dressing up, looking badass and... I think the majority and, and of having it is some that. fun, but yeah. you know, they're, they're part of their slogan, you know, bad guys doing good. It's you know, raising awareness for for whatever cause um, someone might reach out for. Otherwise, Black Dog Institute that they um, they help with yeah. quite a bit. It, it wasn't really until I started looking into it further, meeting more Legion members and, and doing that that I I really saw the other side of it, seeing how much 
we really do to try and help out wherever we can. Much the same as Jimmy, you know, it's I literally just thought it was more costuming. I wasn't too too aware of fact of um you know the uh, doing the charity side of it all until I started hanging out with more with uh, with Brenton and Glenn and started actually getting to know what the inner workings of what happens and goes on and what the actual objectives are and whatnot as part of the Legion. And, and I really thought, you know, this is actually pretty cool. You know, it's more more of a charity thing as well as a costuming, you know, um, group. You know, um, it's yeah, it's great. And that's where I was going to jump into the, the hospital question. So you haven't been to a hospital? No, no, uh, no. Actually, before no. you do, we're t- talking about the charity thing. For me, I was a bit concerned I wanted to get dressed up as a stormtrooper, but I'm like, I had no idea who anybody else doing it. And they were all around my age and all had kids. And so I was surprised. Then I shouldn't have been surprised because we all grew up on Star Wars as kids. But I believe that the legend can be many things to many people in that it is people. So there's some people who only do cons. There's some people only do local troops. Some people who are just all about the charity and raise money for charity. So it can be many things to many people. And with the charity side of things is that if we collect money, if people are putting money into a container, that container is completely enclosed and, and numbered for, for instance, the Black Dog Institute. And then when it's complete, it can't be tampered with in any way, then that is either given over to the Black Dog Institute or it's taken to the bank where it's opened and the money and the funds are put in there. We don't actually, we don't collect money, we don't raise money and hold on to money. We are just a conduit. And usually if it's a, if we are doing a, could be a, a party or something. So we're not kids entertainers, but we can make appearances and people will be like, you know, how much do we pay you? We don't take payment for various reasons. But we will suggest, can you please donate to a charity? Here's one, Black Dog Institute, and just mention it's come for the 501st. And so that way we, we do things. But also definitely raise a lot of awareness and help out other charities by being at those events and just being seen, and which actually draws people to those events and then the charities can put put out the call. So, yeah, that's just the word on charities. You haven't done a hospital visit? No, no, not yet, no. Have you been to a hospital, Jimmy? I've done one. In Star Wars? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, it would have been 2019 in November or December would have been the, the last hospital troop that I think that's... Was it John Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, John Hunter Children's Ward. So that was a, a joint thing with Rebel Legion as well. No, I have been to a, a hospital. Captain America? No, no, no. Uh, in my RC. I've seen a picture of you do it. Yeah, because I was pushing you around in a um, wheelchair. That's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so I was just as a jower. I definitely yep. have done that, and it was when I was very shiny. It was before my upgrades. Yeah, that was fantastic. Was, uh, that, a, was that Starlight, or was that a thing with Steve G from Triple M? No, I never did that one. Uh, so it must have been a Starlight event. But it's it is very uh, interesting going in there in that environment, wearing that sort of stuff and interacting with children. Uh, it sort of takes the wind out of you. But I've done it in uh, other otherwise, except for out of out of the Star Wars thing. I've done it in I did visit once in a Captain America costume, and that was hardcore. Uh, we were taken in to see a a kid uh, who was in like a isolated ward, and. Um, they're like, don't, you know, try to stay away from him. But it was hot as all buggery. And I can just feel the sweat running down this, this mask and you can feel it dripping off my nose. I'm trying not to drip on him. Uh, but the other, the other one was, um, in my sp- I had a Spider-Man. This particular mask that I had had a, a shell under the face. And there was a fan that I built into the mask so I could get air and push air around the mask. We were, we were taken into a ward and there was a young girl and we're standing around and she, she was happy and smiling. The mother was crying. So like I'm like, oh, what's going on? It's a bit sad. Like, what have, we, have we done something? We found out later that the mother was crying because the little girl hasn't smiled in months and uh, we were there making a day. So when I was still wearing the mask at this point when we were told this and so like... There yeah. was extra, as well as sweat. There it was, was. It wasn't just sweat, there was, there was tears. Yeah. It was such a magical moment to be there, to be part of that. Yeah. And that's... It's a different costume, but it's the same idea that we're we're wearing these things not just for ourselves because we look freaking badass, but people in the community get so much out of it, and it's for free. Yep. They 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 don't have to. They pay don't pay us to be there. Yeah. 
we we just show up and, and do this because it's awesome. And they, they get to experience that. All the pain and labour of putting it together sort of goes away and makes it feel like it's very special. Mm. I think it could have been 2014, maybe 15. I'm going to stick with 2014. And Trav was dressed up in Darth Vader. And that's Darth Vader's many layers and in the big helmet. And it gets really hot. I'd say Darth Vader will probably be one of... Because the pla- at least with the plastic, there's gaps and you're wearing some kind of sports outfit underneath so it wicks away the... It cools you down, but Darth Vader is extremely hot and very sweaty in there. And he, they took a photo of of Darth with a, a sick child in the. Now this sort of thing doesn't. We haven't trooped. We we didn't troop in twenty twenty. And I, oh, some people uh, right at the start before COVID became a thing. BC before COVID, and I don't know when we'll next be able to troop at a hospital because of concerns for you know all the stuff, but. Oh, I'm sure people are visiting. Oh, yeah, they, they probably are. I'd, I would be a bit concerned about it, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing it. Trav, I don't know if he was re- leaning in to talk to the kid or something or have a photo, and there was a lot of sweat in that helmet, and it found a gap. <laughs> and it fell through the gap. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid got showered with Trav's sweat. want to protect your community is your passion to bring imperial law and order to planets farthest from the bright center of the universe do you believe that hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side then join the Moss Isley Police Department serve protect and help find the droids we're looking for Attend your local Imperial Recruitment Centre now. If you had like one piece of advice to give somebody who wants to get into uh, either Star Wars, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to get into Star Wars, but especially uh, the the costuming side of it. Uh, If there's one thing that's critical that you would say to somebody, what would it be? Have an open mind. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, brilliant. Jim. Yeah, I would, I'd agree with that. Just ask. You know, that's the best way to find out what you want to do. Research as much as you can. Focus on one costume. Yes. Don't spread yourself thin and get all excited and buy buy all the costumes. Just get the one and concentrate on it. Just not only financially, but also for focus and determination that you just get that one done and get it approved. And then, so that, actually, I will, I do have other questions is that, so you are all just one time, you have one costume each that is approved. Any? Yeah, that's right. For, for, that's for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so you're in the clone trooper detachment. Yep. That's your detachment. Yep. I'm in the first infantry stormtrooper detachment for as a stormtrooper. Um, Crate clan is a Joa. Imperial Officers Corps as a... Um, Jolly Roger Squadron. Some, yeah, Jolly Roger Squadron. Oh, no, I'm not approved as a scout trooper yet. Yeah. Pathfinder. Pathfinders, yeah. Do you have a next costume? Yep. Willie. Start with Willie. Uh, I'm going to do a... I'm going to do a movie clone. A movie clone. So yours is an animated clone? Mine, yeah, mine's the uh, clone... Uh, Echo from the animated TV series. So you got two different kits. You got the movie clones or your animated clone. So I'm going to go the the movie clone, which is like a realistic, oh. a, a specific character. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to do my character because I'm pretty sure I could probably get it approved. Your character? Yeah, Echo. As a movie clone? Yep. Was he in the movie? No, but they're they're trying to work on getting those oh. characters approved. So sometimes mm. that when they release the sideshow. Figurines. It's yep. in a movie style, and then it's it's an odd thing, but because it's supposed to be screen accurate, but for some reason there's a loophole where these things are screen accurate, <laughs> so <Righto. laughs> they can be used as reference to create right. a costume. But I I'm going to throw this out there. I reckon you, despite your height and stuff, I reckon you make a great Joa. Just putting that out there. <laughs> All right. Probably a little so, bit taller than No. Oh, don't get me started about that. You're a little st- aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Uh, aren't you a little tall to be a jar? Uh. <laughs> he cops it from both ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all in all, if I, if I couldn't get Echo approved, I just I just wouldn't mind just being your, your plain old uh, 501st Legion clone. 
Okay, they, you're they not even you, you're not you're not going to like expand outside of the CTD, the clone trip attachment. You don't want to be like something else. Not at this You'd stage. Be a, oh, don't get me wrong. I've I've thought about you know short trooper. Oh, that or an or an imperial officer. Just something a soft yeah. costume. Yeah, you got to at least have one soft. Look, costume. I will have I'll have to say um, imperial crew in the black because you've got the black hat. Do you have the black? No, I've got the grey. Oh, right, eh? Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Just it's the black. The, the Imperial Bridge Crew. The green one. Oh, that, oh, in all honesty, Imperial Bridge Crew is a really good one because you can be an Imperial Officer Corps and if you put the compad in it, you can join the Jolly Roger Squadron as, the as a Thai Reserve. Yeah, that's right. And then you have access to so much more merch yep. if that's yep. your bag, baby. Yep. But, yeah, basically for me it's just a phase one uh, realistic clone. Or a, or a soft costume will be my next costume. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Are you working on another costume? Yeah, so I've actually been lucky enough to acquire a kit from another Legion member that since decided to retire it and not worry about it anymore. Um, it was approved. So it's another clone. It was approved <laughs> as... A null, a null arc trooper. Oh, wow. So it's got like the skirt and stuff. Yeah, it's um, which he had actually made it into a, a Captain Fordo, Fordo. outfit. Um, I won't be taking it that um, that route for it. I'll be repurposing it and going to do a Commander Thire out of it. So, is there any specific colours? So it's it's red and white for him. So he is he's a commander of the Coruscant Guard. He's um, one step under Commander Fox. Okay, and is this a movie clone? A movie clone as well. So he was actually in... Because, hang on a sec, is, the RCs aren't movie clones, are they? No. No. They've only ever been referenced yep. in, in the books. Games. And in the Clone Comic Wars. books? Yeah, comics, I think they might have, but it, the Clone Wars um, cartoon as well. Okay. But they classify ours as realistic, where you can get an animated style for the RCs as Gregor. But surprisingly, having Commander Thire as a realistic, he never actually appeared in the version that I'm doing in the movies, he just looked like a basic Coruscant... Shock Trooper, was Shock it? Trooper. Yeah. He, um, at the end of episode three, where you see him in the uh, the Senator's arena, essentially where Palpatine is, and after the, the fight with Yoda, uh, the two Shock Troopers that are on that platform, or was it three? No, there was two. Two. Uh, one of them is actually Thire. All right, is this when Bail Organa, they run out there? No, they're they're on the that, they're on the hunt looking that. for so Yoda. It's when they're looking for Yoda, ah, oh, right. Like, you know, we we couldn't find him. He's like, you know, look for him, you know, sort of thing. Um, he didn't have his skirt, didn't have all the extra accessories an arc trooper have, but apparently he is meant to be Thyre as well. But my version is the arc arc trooper I'll be doing. Brenton, your next costume. I'm it's not it's not a prequel costume. It is depending on where you want to, you know. When it was originally ever seen <laughs> was in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that costume. Which one do you think I'm talking about? I was, I'm building a Cara Dune. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the chest plate for it from the... From the concept art. Yeah. Yeah. I've been slowly working on Dengar, the most dangerous man in the universe. Well, and I don't know. And by slow, he means like as slow as the digestive tract of a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got to see Boba Fett unleash some fury in the Mandalorian. But did he punch Chewbacca? Out. Cold. See, you've got nothing. Yeah, what was that from? Reference from? A comic book that's canon. <coughs> Thank you very much. Um, do you own that comic book? I do. Of course you do. It's in my Dengar collection. In your <laughs> Dengar shrine. Yeah. Which, which, oh, hang on a sec, you didn't have that on display at the cafe. I did. No, you had the shrine, but not the book. Did you? Maybe I got the book after that. Okay. So now it's in my personal collection of The shrine. Shit. Yeah. So I have the, uh, not counting someone in Perth who has countless copies of the exact same figurine in plastic cases. I have, uh, I believe, undisputed Australia's largest Dengar collection. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's the great thing about collecting and costuming is you do get fixated on characters. Yes. You, you know... I love Jawas. Ooh, there's a Jawa thing. And then it doesn't cost me much to have lots of Jawa things because there's not many of them. No. Uh, but 
You mentioned before something that I didn't think of and I want to talk about because it doesn't mean anything to me, but merch. <laughs> how much? How much is like so? People, I, I can't. I, I can I imagine anyone that's that, that's listening to this. They've got well, like fully aware that what merch is within the Legion, but within what we do, there is a uh, a collecting part of the Legion, which is merchandise, and that's patches, shirts, uh, coins. I, what else? Uh, do they, they make they do badges, badges, yeah, badges, pins, banners, stickers. Yeah. Um. There's stubby holders, coin, uh, drink openers. Yeah. Right. So what? How? What do you guys feel about the merch, and do you get involved in it? Yeah, I I think it's great. Like, not every not everyone's uh, you know, cup of tea, but for me, I love it. I reckon it's great. Um, my collection of merch to date so far isn't quite as impressive as you know some I, I delve into it whenever I can but I reckon it's great you know whether it's swapping coins between Legion members for the different Legion coins the different garrison coins squad coins um, they're always cool to collect even the patches different sort of detachment patches garrison patches squad patches um, or even Legion patches itself you know it's it's very it's an addictive little train when you're when you're kind of riding it it's, um, it's good fun but it's also good to you know connect with other Legion members, you know, around the world, it gives you a little bit of rapport with one another. Um, so it leads into different avenues of connection with other people. So yeah, in my mind, I reckon merch is great. You know, just for, for just for some context. So the merchandise when it's created is there's an approval process. So the, it's no, it's not anybody producing merch and selling it. But after it's been approved, then it's not sold at a profit. It's sold at cost. To the members, you can't be sold to people outside. You can gift a patch to a fan, but you can't sell that patch to a fan. So it's to stop the it's to stop people profiting from the IP that now belongs to Disney. People have been bored in twenty twenty, so they've been <laughs> thinking up new rules. New rules only for official major, uh, Legion merch. Now they um, there's constraints, the isn't there? They um. There's extra copyright stuff that actually has to be added in. So a recent run they've done for the Hunter Hornet Squad shirts, I think it is, as well as the Garrison ones, or just moving forward now for them, um, they've actually had to add extra writing in, like a, a legality for it, um, which they're going through. The, the writing was a little bit too big at, on the inside of the collar now. Oh. They, they've put it, so they've had to get it redone because they haven't done it properly. I've noticed the... Um, our garrison CO has put up uh, a new merch run for patches and coins. I notice there's got a little copyright symbol now within the the emblem itself. Yeah, there's things that have to be added in. And there's constraints though because uh, overseas, I'm looking at you, America. They were there were some garrisons that were just doing these huge merch runs and they were just going absolutely ballistic with the patches, the different style patches. Yeah, so they've put limits on how many runs can be done. So um, I think it might be three or four different pieces of merchandise. So you can uh, you can do a patch, you can do a... Do a coin, do a shirt. Um, it doesn't even matter if it's a rerun like these shirts where now it's a rerun for the shirts that we've already had. It still counts as a slot for the year. Okay. Just to limit the amount that can be, be done. Because... What I think some one of the things they were doing was they you can vote or, or there'll be some system where you go, we're a squad and we're doing this patch run and we only want squad members to be able to buy this patch. People that's, people even in the garrison can't buy it. People outside the garrison, other members, Legion members can't buy it. And that also limited numbers in a way. And then these things become more valuable as well as far as swapping and trading is concerned. What they would do then is they go, all right, this is one that squad members can have and this is the same patch but with a different different colour somewhere that the garrison members can buy and there's another one with a different colour. Yeah, it was that getting Legion out of hand. It was getting out of hand. Yeah, it, it, was, it was getting over the top just for them to be able to pump out as much as they can to, to do who knows what weird, whether mm. they were selling it when they shouldn't have been or to get 
special items for trade with other members. Yeah. Whatever well, they were doing, it was just it, it was getting too over the top without being controlled yeah. properly. I'll, I'll just assume that everybody was doing the right thing, but it was just crazy things that were happening. And so now that that'll be three slots, yeah, rather than just the one patch run. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it was the same patch. If you put three different colors, that takes up your slots. Mm. You know, you've, got, you've got to be more careful with what you want to do and be specific. So, so you're a big fan of the clone merchandise, the three people that are sitting here at the table, the other three? Yeah, so most of my stuff is all clone-related or just prequel-related in general. I, d- I don't have a lot of stuff that's for, for the original saga or anything of the sequel. because I, I have no interest in that sort of thing. Like, it, it uh, as we said um, earlier, like I've, I've grown up through the prequel age, first seeing everything when I was nine years old in 99 and then Phantom Menace straight away. So then growing up through Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, to me, that error appeals to me most. Yeah. So well, I like anything with a Jawa on it or a Scout Trooper. Uh, my, well, my other side, though, I do vary a little bit if it's got Nordic stuff on it just because of my whole Thor thing and, and liking that side of thing. Like I've got some Nordic patches and that. Like it doesn't even have to do anything with clones or prequel error. If it's got that, I grab yep. it as well. Yeah, most of my patches and coins, official um, merch and all that, that's all clone stuff too. It might be the only odd uh, squad coin or garrison coin here and there that it might actually be anything to do with the um, original trilogy. Um, but most of my merch, whether it's toys or official stuff, is mainly just clone stuff because um, much like Jimmy, uh, I kind of grew up more with prequel stuff rather than original trilogy stuff because the prequel stuff was more accessible um, than the than the original trilogy. What about you, Brenton? You, you get into the merch? No. That's easy. Merch hater. <laughs> no, no, I don't hate it. I just uh, got a couple of little things, but never... Oh, really yeah, there. there's an odd bit here and there that you... Know, drop, drop their patch yeah, here. Yeah. I've, got the, I've got the main <laughs> ones. Like I've got the Legion patch. I've got a Garrison patch. I've got a Squad patch. I've got our Drop Bear patch. Yep. And, and any other patches that have been gifted to me, I'll, I'll take them. But... I don't go out of my way to, to collect think, any. So you, you're wearing the squad shirt there. I'm a big fan of that squad shirt. Um, but then the Garrison's shirts are different material and people often... Do you have patches on your shirt, your Garrison uh, shirt? I've, I've only got the polo. I haven't got the actual... Oh, you haven't got the Garrison I shirt? I haven't got the button-up yeah. one, no. Okay, do you have the button-up Garrison shirt? No. Uh, no the yeah. only button-up shirt I have is the race shirts that they do for the detachments. And they're yeah. terrible to wear. They're so hot. Yeah, they're very hot, but they're also very cool. They you look super. Out, they look super. You cool. personalize them uh, as well, or at least. But they're not the. S- what sort of material are they? The racing ones. It's more of a polyester. I'll go grab it out. Yep, and you do have a garrison shirt, do you not? No, the only shirt I have. You had a garrison shirt. Never. No. Oh. No, the only shirt I have is the, the Hornets shirt. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sit. I'm the only one who has not just one but two garrison shirts, and my garrison shirt has zero patches on it because I'm not into that sort of thing. But some people are. Some people like to have a theme on their shirts and they'll put on the different patches to do with their... Perhaps their detachments they're in. It doesn't necessarily have to be an actual official garrison shirt or anything. People, no, people put on jackets. Yeah, people customise themselves. On vests. Exactly, yeah. On jackets. They look like they're... Bikers. They're bikers. <laughs> and we're not, not biker scouts. So the, the race shirts are 100% polyester. Yeah. They do not breathe. No, the that's what I say. They're terrible to wear. The way they have made them, though, they look, they look like they have sort of shoulder pads on them, though, which actually are air vents, too. They allow a bit more airflow underneath. Uh, does it? It doesn't. No. No, so I've got a... I've got a... There's like a mesh on the inside, too. Yep. But it's something that you pretty much just wear over the top of the I think the, the bits on your shoulders for like, yeah. Yeah. Hats, like, for military style. I've got a first Imperial Stormtrooper Detachment one. The sa- it's the same shirt but different colours and they look cool but then they don't feel cool when you're wearing them. They're so hot. So apart from like specific sellers, what where where could we send people? Go to Google and type in 501st Legion and your state or country name. If you're in America, put in your state name and that'll give you a forum for your local garrison that you can then register at the site and there's probably a sub-forum that will be for new recruits and then you can just make a post there and say hey i want to i want to join you guys for if locally here in new south wales australia you go to 501 scg.org 
is the uh, current website for the Southern Cross Carers. So again, I'll thank you guys for joining us. It's excellent talking about our journeys into the Legion. Yep, yeah. we only went for five hours and one minute. Yeah, and that was only the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Willie. Thank you, Jimmy. No worries. Thank, thank you, Brenton. Thank you, me. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Yep, thanks, thanks Richard. Richard. See you later, buddy. Yep. Yep. Always happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>